Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the podcast from Acadia, where we take time to get under the skin of the risk, margin and collateral industry, to dig deep and present topical perspectives and insights on this hugely important sector. Now, in this episode of Ahead of the Curve, things are going to get a little complex. As the number of firms that are subject to regulatory initial margin grows, managing collateral throughout the trade and margin life cycle has become increasingly overwhelming. Uncleared margin rules, or UMR regulations, around collateral sufficiency, including concentration limits and wrong-way risk, which can differ by jurisdiction, have exposed weaknesses in many firms' existing processes, and that's affecting risk management and operational efficiency. The higher number of firms in scope for UMR, the volume of custodians globally, and the growth in collateral platforms and service providers only increases the complexity of the issue. Those receiving collateral face a multitude of challenges that can impact their ability to manage and secure their collateral. You see, I told you this was a complex one. But thankfully, I'm joined by two expert voices who can help us deal with the complexity and perhaps bring a little clarity to the issues raised. Will Tomey is co-head of business development at Acadia and Liz Haddingham is business development director at Transcend. Will, Liz, welcome to you both. Thanks, John. I'm very happy to be here. Hi, John. Great to be here. Fantastic. Thank you both. Listen, before we jump in, Liz, can you tell us just a little more about Transcend? Absolutely. So Transcend provides solutions for both sell-side and buy-side firms. Um, we think about it this way, that we sit in the centre of their inventory, funding and liquidity uh, solutions. Um, what we also do is we connect a lot of the dots between the different functions. So, you know, think about uh, back office, middle office, front office, and a lot of the siloed systems that they might have so that they can have access to smarter analytics, for example, optimization and automation as well. And then when we combine all of these, what we deliver to our clients is transformational results. And they see these across like a lot of different dimensions, whether that is operations, risk, financial, etc. We think this is quite um, powerful stuff for our clients. And maybe just to mention um, a key thing as well about Transcend, because this sounds obviously like a, a lot of different solutions, and it is, but all of our solutions are modular based so that clients can effectively pick and choose how much or how little that they need from us. So obviously today, you know, as, your, as per your intro, John, we're going to talk quite a bit about collateral validation, which is one of the solutions that we have available. Well, Liz, it's great to have you on the program, and it sounds like you're the, the perfect person to join us on this, this journey. So thank you for that summary. Let's look at the big picture here. What are the issues or trends collateral receivers face when it comes to collateral and margin requirements? Liz, let me come back to you first on that. Thank you. So I, I think like, as you summarized as well in your intro, one of the key challenges at the moment from a regulatory perspective is obviously the uncleared margin rules or UMR. We are still hearing from a lot of clients that this is a challenge and for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, we have uh, some firms who are going to be included in phase six. So they're working now on understanding how is that going to change both their 
their workflows, their legal requirements, etc. But there's also a lot of firms who were included in previous phases. And for a lot of those firms, they have effectively done the implementation. They have changed their processes, they've changed their legal agreements, etc. But what we've seen as an outcome of that is that a lot of them now have challenges with, for example, a lot of the workflows because there's now a lot of manual processes and there are you know, maybe little, little kinks that hasn't quite been ironed out as the implementation went forward initially. So I would say that is still a key topic. And, and I know we've been talking about UMR for quite some time uh, because they're going to be talking about it for a little while longer. But I would say that's a key thing that we're hearing from a lot of our clients. Thank you, Liz. And, and Will, let me bring you in, Will, from Acadia. What would you add to that? Um, Liz saying that uh, UMR is still obviously a big factor in play here. It is certainly a big factor. Um, I think some of us might be a little bit numb to talking about it, but we're, we're getting no, towards the end of, of the implementation of all of the, of the different phases. I think the important part to think about here is as we get deeper into uncleared margin rules, we're bringing in a more diverse set of institutions into the fold. And those institutions are going to have their own preferences in the forms of collateral, the type of collateral they want to use that might have readily available. That, that, of course, comes into play around eligibility schedules and other complexity, but then also the custodians they prefer to use as well. And so there just becomes, as you already mentioned, kind of a more complicated universe as we as we go further into the different phases of, of uncleared margin rules. Well, let's, let's build on this a little bit more. Talk to me about those complexities and challenges and how they're impacting the market today. How the industry, from utilities to custodians to technology providers, are addressing these challenges, both for UMR, uncleared margin rules, and beyond. Liz, let me come to you on that. Will talks about a diverse set of institutions that are just changing the picture here. Um, what, what are we seeing here? Yeah, I think that that has some specific challenges for a lot of institutions. Obviously, like like Will said, this is a new process and this is a new complexity for those institutions. They may not have been used to posting margin in this, like let's just say, uh, at this uh, scale or frequency previously. So one of the things that I would say that we're hearing quite a lot about is the complexity that they're seeing in uh, in schedules. So we're seeing a clear trend in the industry towards more complex collateral schedules. Um, and that drives a lot of challenges, for example, from an operational perspective. Um, one thing is often we see there's a disconnect between what is negotiated uh, within like this to say within a CSA agreement versus what is actually, how is that supported in, in the real world from an operational perspective? These could be new collateral types. There could be, you know, additional concentration limits um, that are applied as well. These are all challenges that requires, let's just say like a strong workflow. They require a, a good platform that has flexibility as well to be able to handle all of that so that you don't end up with all of these manual processes because that's really what um, I think everybody's trying to avoid. If you end up with a lot of manual processes, it's going to be time-consuming, it is not scalable, it, it just becomes a big pain. Thank you, Liz. Um, Will, what would you add to that? Uh, Liz raises a fascinating point about that disconnect 
um, in what's been negotiated and the need for a, a stronger workflows. Um, what would you add to that? I think it's really just the result. It's one of those unintended consequences of regulation. You know, we have a world now where there's less optionality around collateralization and there's more margin requirements, especially as you become in scope for initial margin and, and the rules there requiring you to typically collect and post initial margin and segregate that and it starts to divorce the flows of collateral back and forth. And so though the, the regulations themselves are improving risk management practices and adding more collateral to the system, which is good for risk management, the unintended consequence, of course, is this complexity. And then operational complexity is, is, is where we're focusing on now of helping the industry, of course, figure out the right solutions to, to solve their problems. And Will, does the volatility that we are experiencing at the moment across markets, is that adding to this? It completely does. So collateral management, um, it, it becomes the priority in, in, an, in a time period where there's a bit more market turmoil. Um, so when you see macroeconomic conditions deteriorate, deteriorate to some degree, um, you'll have volatility in the market, you'll have more margin requirements, you'll have more exchanges of margin, they might be even you know, larger in size when when exchanging back and forth between institutions. And, you know, you really get into a risk management practice where this becomes a priority for all of the firms to not only, you know, collateralize timely, but effectively and ensure that you have collateral in the right spots, it's eligible, it's of sufficient value, so on and so forth. And I think maybe if I could add a, a point to that as well, Will, um, a byproduct of all this is that, that this drives a new focus as well on automation, right? Like we were just talking about avoiding the manual processes, et cetera. But I feel like this is across all what we refer to as collateralized businesses. So, you know, not just, let's just say derivatives, but also other types of securities, finance, et cetera, like where there is a strain on the firms and especially operations due to, let's just say, increase in margin requirements, the market volatility, as you said. This means that there is like a, a, a new effort or newer effort, I would say, in the industry to look at how do you better integrate the ecosystem so that you can, you know, also look beyond silos and, and start to understand, okay, how can I how can I achieve better automation across my entire business so that I, again, avoid all of these siloed manual processes? I'd like to get back to that point on automation um, in a little while, Liz, but um, I just want to talk a little first on collateral validation. You raised the point a little earlier and just focus on that uh, um, some more at the moment. Will, I understand Acadia has done some interesting research here. Yes, uh, Acadia, one of the great things here is we have a, a big network of, of clients, you know, a majority of the different institutions that trade any number of financial instruments, we're a little bit focused on derivatives here, um, are members of the community. And it became obvious that there was some challenge uh, related to validation. And that's largely linked to uncleared margin rules as discussed and, and the, the greater need to segregate collateral and ensure effectively that collateral is pledged to you. Um, and so that, that idea of validating something that isn't exchanged directly with your account or directly with the specific account that you might have, so whether it be a prime brokerage account or, or custody account. Um, so at the end of the day, what that yielded was us reaching out to our, our network of clients and, and trying to figure out what was the size of that problem. 
And it was pretty conclusive. Some 69% of firms reported that they do have challenges with validating collateral. Um, and simply put, it's it's too manual. It's not scalable. It's not timely and simply not compliant. And that becomes the, the big driver of why we're here today. And is, did any of uh, those findings, did they surprise you or would you anticipate that? I think we were probably a, a little bit surprised that that so many of the firms see this as a, a manual process, um, for example, like do. We also had to liquidate collateral positions, for example. So, you know, that really highlighted how important the process is and also how important it is to do that on a in a timely manner, so on a daily basis, so that you know what collateral you have, where it's sitting and what the value of it is. So I think, you know, just to tie it back, we were probably a little bit surprised that the number was still that high of of firms actually seeing that um, as such a challenge. Yes, it's fascinating. Good piece of research there. Um, Let me just talk a bit more broadly about Acadia and Transcend. And um, and I'm I'm curious, why did you both decide to partner to help address these industry-wide issues? What is it about this specific partnership between Acadia and Transcend that's so appealing? Uh, Obviously, great to hear from you both on this. Will, let me come to you first. I think one aspect of any partnership is simply, you know, we're all people. And, and, and I think we realized at Acadia early on that Transcend and Bimmel and team have, have, are, 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 are a series of people that are industry experts, they're domain experts, they've built some real capabilities, but they're also great partners. They're great people to in, individuals to work with. And uh, I think when you take a the problem set in front of us right here, we're effectively, um, from an Acadia standpoint, we know we have a large community of clients using our services. Uh, we know they have a challenge, as discussed, that roughly 69% see a validation problem within their own processes. And you know, the simple, the simple problem statement is, do we look to build something for them, or is there an interesting partner that we could go after and, and help bring a solution to light quickly? And we really thought Transcend had those capabilities out of the box and able to be plugged into the Acadia environment in a way that allows you to have the same security and connection options that you have today and, and, and usefulness out of Acadia today. Uh, and so it just became a, a really easy match, to be honest. Fantastic. So um, that, uh, that partnership certainly working from Acadia's perspective. And, and Liz, for Transcend. Yeah, I, I would echo everything that, that Will just said. Um, th- this is a, a great partnership and we thought as well this, this makes complete sense. Collateral validation, as I mentioned, is, is one of our core solutions. And the fact that we have integrated with Acadia to provide clients with easy access to collateral validation, I think that's the key here so that this becomes, um, again, like a seamless process for clients of, in a way where they can see this is the collateral I have, this is the, the collateral value of it. They can ensure that it's sufficient as per their their requirements so they are within compliance. But also, you know, there's an aspect of this, right, where it becomes maybe a, a challenge to investigate exceptions and understanding, well, why is something ineligible or why do I not have enough collateral? So that was a really important part of the workflow as well. So from our perspective, we were really excited to be able to leverage all of the, the functionality and the features that we have within Transcend with 
Acadia's workflow process, et cetera, and the collateral products they have to bring this to clients in a seamless manner. Okay, so I'm just going to recap a little, sum up some of, of what we've been hearing from you both, uh, and that is that there are clear benefits of custodian connectivity, validation, reporting and automation to manage margin and collateral complexities more effectively from a collateral receiver perspective, certainly. So I guess my last question to you both is what happens next? Where does the industry go from here? Liz, you talked about automation just a little earlier. Is is that a big factor for you going forward? It definitely is. Um, there are always plenty of things I feel to work on in our industry with regards to complex challenges. Um, I would say some of the, the, the things that we are looking at a lot now and, and helping client, clients with are improving liquidity management and let's just say cash forecasting intraday, as well as optimization. And the optimization point, it, it definitely drives automation as well, because the two goes hand in hand. So I would say plenty of, of things to move on to. You can uh, you can take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Will, I'll leave the final words to you. I think building on, on collateral management capabilities is important. We're, you know, we're going through the final stages of UMR. Um, we're all figuring out the right ways to, to segregate collateral and which model people prefer to use. There's certainly some operational challenges as part of that. Validation is just one of those components, but I think you can easily bolt on top of validation more real-time optimization capabilities that people might not have in their collateral management infrastructures today. And we've been building out substitution frameworks and, and, and workflow capabilities that would then help execute those optimization strategies. So I think as we go forward, there's going to be a more real-time nature to many of the capabilities we've discussed today. Well, some good thoughts there to finish this podcast on. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. So, uh, Will Tomey, Liz Haddingham, thank you both very much indeed. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. We'd like to know what you think, so please do get in touch and share your thoughts. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to acadia.inc. But until next time, it's goodbye from us. <laughs>